Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available for podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, a couple notes before we get into our raw recap, and we got a little little bit of news, just a little interesting tidbit. Uh, before all that, this Thursday, numbers don't lie. We're going to be taking a look at Dave Batista under the mm -hmm. microscope. Under the, we're going to do our going in raw math on Mr. Batista, the career of Batista. You can fill out that survey right now, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson of $5 a month. Uh, or if you're a Twitch sub, the link is available during our live chats our live shows, and uh, if you're a YouTube channel member as well, we'll be filming that on Thursday live. So that's a lot of fun. It is. And then uh, also, uh, I wanted to mention this. Uh, I know we've been having, you know, uh, things have been uh, going pretty good here, going in raw, and because we've got ads in our show. It's how we pay ourselves, it's how we make some money, it's how we keep going in raw going. But we understand if you're, if you're not interested in hearing us be salesmen, if you want the show ad-free, there are two ways to get it. Going in raw.supercast.tech for $3 a month. Great way to support going in raw and you don't have to hear us uh, 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 hawk stuff. Uh, or if you want the bonus shows along with ad-free shows, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, $5 a month. You get those bonus shows. So two ways to listen to the show sans ads, no ads. If that's what you want, if you like listening to ads, if you like listening to us uh, say ads, then they're there for you. If you don't want to pay anything, that's great too. Anyways, uh, so uh, where are we starting today, Larson? Uh, let's start with some news. We can start with some news, a couple news stories before we get to our raw recap. Uh, first up here, uh, Mick Foley. I'm guessing kind of hot off the heels of a very buzzworthy and entertaining AEW All Out pay per view. Uh, shared his feelings on WWE's uh, current state on a Facebook video, uh, and this is what he had to say. These transcripts are from Cage Side Seats. It's a pretty short video, so we can read this entire transcript. Uh, this is what Mick had to say. Quote, uh, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. I like the title of this video. WB, you've got a problem. We've got I a think problem. you do. 
oh, we've got a problem. Because yeah. I think you do. And that problem is that WWE is no longer the place for talent Ooh. to aspire to. Ooh. Part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent, proven talent, building other talent, creating storylines. But part of it is a problem of your own making. I think younger talent sees the way that the developmental characters are cut or are left by the wayside, or in the case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main <laughs> roster. Oh, oh. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If I was an aspiring talent now, big league talent, with a major decision to make, I'm not sure that I would trust WWE Creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders with me back in the day. That was a different time, different place. If it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers that powers to be with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, you've got a problem. Wow. So first it was we've got a problem. Then it turned in the end to just, hey, it's not my problem. It's your problem. Yep. I don't yep. have a problem. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, Mick, is, is always, he's always been very forthcoming with his opinion on things when he sees them yeah. going not great. I mean, let's remember Mick was the guy who WWE brought in to introduce the 24-7 title. Um, and that, that, that the third hour, they turned the house lights down. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that lasted all of two weeks, but the 24 yeah. seven title is still a thing. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, look, this is, it's, if you're a pro wrestler, if you're a guy who's, you know, our girl or woman who's young and aspires to get into pro wrestling, WWE essentially is saying these days, two things. Number one, if you're going to go the independent routes, the route, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. You build yourself up. I mean, the, the inspiration, the iconics, had a similar thing to say. Uh, they, they had, I believe it was on their podcast when they talked about the options out there. And they said, if you're if you're looking to get into wrestling, the independent route, WWE might not be the way to go. Because, number one, you have a ton of other options out there for you. Um, but also, they were talking about the virtues of uh, diversifying your, your revenue streams. But uh, but yeah, what Mick here is, is, is saying is, is totally true. It seems that WWE's going in a direction where they'd rather get athletes from a variety of uh, sports um, and and just sort of mold them into what they want as opposed to, you know, people who have spent 5, 10, even 15 years crafting their own brand on the independent circuit, which always excited me. To mm-hmm. see new faces that, hey, I saw this guy live in whatever, MLW, PWG, wherever. Yeah. And now they're here in WWE. That's exciting to me. But uh, they've had uh, success in the past. Bianca Belair, you could look at her. You know, she's yeah. basically yeah. A, a WWE original, a homegrown talent right there. They have success with that. Um, but, you know, you do look at stuff like Cross and you can't help but think, what are they doing? You know, I know. I mean, now uh, maybe that their segment last night did him no favors either. <sighs> no, no. I mean, they're making him this unstoppable guy now. After we're supposed to forget is what's the deal is we're supposed yeah. to forget what happened on his debut. Yeah, you know, we're supposed to forget that stuff. It's difficult too because it's like it just happened. <laughs> yeah, no, it ago. was a matter of like a month ago or two. Yeah, but yeah. No. There's no excitement. There's no excitement. There's no excitement. Like, yeah. oh wow, look at this debut. I've watched yeah. that Adam Cole debut ten times now. 
from All Out. It was awesome. It was pretty exciting, huh? So speaking to Adam Cole, in his media scrum, he said, you know, going to WB had been his dream since he was nine years old. You know, that's what he wanted to do. And he had an opportunity to stay with the company, knowing what their philosophy was going forward, I would assume, or go elsewhere and, and join his his friends and, and at this upstart company and probably not be limited by the whims of a 75-year-old man. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, I, I would imagine to a certain extent, his only limits would be his own imagination. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and if you're an aspiring wrestler or an established wrestler, I see the appeal of going to a place that seems energized, yeah. seems collaborative, seems uh, approachable, mm-hmm. seems welcoming, you know, as opposed to a company that uh, of late has a reputation for not for 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 wasting wrestlers' potentials. That seems to have, you know, I, I understand it's a huge billion dollar company WWE is, and it really does seem to uh, operate as such, mm-hmm. and that it seems to is you know the higher levels. A bit impersonal, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now I understand Vince is a very busy man, um, but in a company where so much of your fate depends on how he views you um, and, and utilizes your skill set, it would be nice to be able to walk into his door, even just for 10, 15 minutes, to discuss ideas. And it seems like when people have that opportunity, he's willing to listen. But as Chelsea Green said, it was like four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, she had to to wait outside his office to get a chance to talk to him. Sounds like an awful way. Yeah, it does sounds sound like, like a terrible way. Sounds like a terrible to, way to approach to try to yeah. guide your own career. Mm-hmm. You have to wait outside some dude's door for four hours. Whereas it seems like an AEW that you have an idea. Tony Khan seems approachable. Yeah, seems like you can get a hold of. Him. Yeah. Seems like he's involved backstage, getting the pre shoots done. That if you walk up to him and say, or he seems like he'll you know before segments. He'll talk over segments of people involved. Yeah. And I'm guessing it seems like based on the conference call he had before all out. Yeah, he he's he's in charge of creative. No one has creative control, but if people have an issue with the creative, he's open to hearing other ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting because the one thing that we've talked about here on the show about one of the and it's what Adam Cole talked about. You mentioned it. One of the 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 draws of WWE is uh Nobody, when they were a little kid, ever thought, oh, I want to be AEW champion because AEW was just a thing a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. But yeah. when you're a kid and you're watching wrestling, if you're an adult now, it's WWE, you know? Yeah. But um, kids now, growing up watching wrestling, especially if they just watched all out. Oh, that's in 20 years. But the thing is also, like, if you look back at the Monday Night War, there is there is something to be said for the relevancy, no matter what the age is of a product of a thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like for a spell, it seemed like the WCW title was kind of the thing. It's like, man, they sort of went from being WCW, kind of like on the national level, a secondary type company. Mm-hmm. And they get Hogan, they get Macho Man, they get the and then the NWO starts, and that's a big thing. It's like, whoa. That's the title that people want. You know, it's like uh, over there in WWF. Yes, you have Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, guys like that. But it's like WCW is doing really cool stuff over here. You know, they got the, the cruiserweights. They got all sorts of great stuff going on. Yeah. And so that was the title for a spell that had the relevancy in the zeitgeist, I guess you can say, in the wrestling zeitgeist. AEW is getting to the point where that title might be the thing where, obviously, in the case of Adam Cole, 
it's like, yeah, the WWE title, that's great. Being main eventing WrestleMania is great, but who's going to main event all out next year? You know, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. might become a bigger deal than main mm-hmm. eventing WrestleMania. It all, it's all, it's all based on what the thing is, what, what's hot, you know, what's really oh, on the oh. minds of people. And like for a second, for a second, honestly, for a second, it felt like it was NXT, you know, like a cup three years ago or so. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, man, WWE champions. That's great. But like, who's, who's king of NXT? Cause that's like, well, it seemed like for a while it was NXT and it was new Japan because that's where the best matches were happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you could go to either of those promotions and prove that you could put on the best matches, mm-hmm. well, that elevated the stock of those respective titles, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, for a while, where the IWGP heavyweight title was the belt in professional wrestling, because that meant you were one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know? Because you were, if you were in New Japan winning that title, you were putting on some of the best matches. And NXT was kind of the same case, too. And you had Gargano, Gargano Andrade, Alistair, Champa, mm-hmm. Drew, all in NXT. You know, when every takeover and Adam Cole with every takeover, pretty much there was at least one five star match, it seemed like. So this is interesting and sort of in line with what we're talking about. A couple people noted this in chat and then I looked at, at Twitter and sure enough. So Kevin Owens uh, today. at No, wait, when was this? Was this today? Tweeted and then deleted the coordinates to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Which, of course, he was part of uh, the PWG, Mount Rushmore of wrestling, him, Adam Cole, yeah. and the Young Bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, they have been doing, frankly, I know he's in a thing with Corbin, but let's be honest. Ever since the Roman Reigns feud, they've been doing nothing, nothing with Kevin Owens. Um, look, I, as much as I'd never like to see people lose their jobs, I think in, in the case of Kevin Owens, if he asks for his release, release and they granted it because he's doing nothing, or if they're like, hey, two years ago or a year ago, it was 2019, wasn't it, when he signed? Or re-signed, so. signed the extension? I think so. That was when they were handing out huge money. Yeah. They could think to themselves, you know what? You're not really the wrestler that we want anyways anymore. We're paying you way more money than we want to. Maybe he doesn't want to be there. Maybe he's looking. I mean, could you imagine he's looking over at freaking what's going on AEW? That's a, another a company custom made for a guy like Kevin. Steen, oh, heck yeah. You heck know, yeah. heck yeah. Him versus Jericho. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Sick. You never know. You never know. You yeah. never know. I mean, the, cool the next six, six, 12 months in the wrestling business would be really interesting as far as. You know, as far as WWE reshaping their 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 product. Uh, to tailor to Vince's current vision, mm-hmm. you know, it, we, we've already seen or heard that it's going to extend to NXT, but how far is that going to ex- extend on the main roster as well? Yeah. Yeah. Going forward, you know? Yeah. So who, who knows? Who knows? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, we could talk about this. This seems like a fun thing. Uh, it was announced today that The New Day and The Undertaker will star in an interactive Netflix film entitled Escape the Undertaker. Here's what it's about. Quote, this is from uh, comicbook.com. Quote, The Undertaker has set a trap for the decorated tag team The New Day at his mansion. What they don't know, The Undertaker's mansion is an extreme haunted house packed to the brim with supernatural challenges. It's up to viewers to decide the fate of these three poor souls trying to survive the wrath of the undertaker uh, this particular film debuts october 5th oh wow it's less than a month away that's great so right before we do or we're proposing to do our 24-hour stream oh we're, we're watching this is a watch along then this is definitely a watch along <clears throat> does netflix have one of those like uh, party watch along things doesn't matter Maybe. we're gonna do it we're gonna do all it. right we'll do it this is great yeah this is awesome they should always be doing this stuff they i mean that's one thing that look the wwe they still have a vast roster of really great characters Yes. You know, it's just unfortunately a lot of the time the creative just isn't up to par with like, you know, handling these characters great. But the yeah. New Day are always great. They're always oh, amazing. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see them and The Undertaker in an interactive Netflix film that Escape the Undertaker? That sounds amazing. That's great. And here's one advantage the WB still has over any other promotion we'll have the foreseeable future is they have this platform where it can launch to uh, pretty sizable projects outside the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Outside of Cody Rhodes, seemingly no one in AEW has that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, give it time. The company's been around for two years, basically. So in time, I'm sure they'll happen. Uh, but right now, if you want to get into TV, movies, you know, other pop culture uh, platforms, and you're a wrestler, WWE is kind of still the way yeah, to go. Absolutely. You know, if you want to explore those options. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they've talked about, you know, being a, an IP house and they want to be like Marvel and stuff. It's like this is the kind of thing that you probably want to start exploiting. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Raw. Let's, oh, the Raw after All Out. Wow. Fire. Fire stuff. I didn't think Raw was actually too bad this week. Uh, I thought uh, building around tag team turmoil uh, was a pretty cool idea. I thought the, the New Day had a, a good showing, obviously, in that. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you I mean. mean I, I, I thought I thought all the tag team turmoil stuff was really good. Um, mm-hmm. It gave whatever they. Raw is by and large more enjoyable when they focus on in ring action and telling Absolutely. stories in the ring. And I thought I think something like gauntlet matches and in this case tag team turmoil uh, match was a great vessel to tell interesting stories, not just the macro story of who's going to be the next contender for RK Bros tag team titles. You got the stories of, in the case of like Mansoor and Ali, the interplay between the two of them. You got the story of the New Day, who always excel in gauntlet matches. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have the stories from match to match where the New Day wins a match uh, one way. They try to do it again the same way the following match. It gets countered. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the the level of detail with all these matches I thought was was really really good and yeah. led to some interesting stories along the way. I thought Sheamus and Drew put on a hell of a match. 
And probably, I thought everything probably else was going to be their of, last one for a while, you'd think. Yeah, right? I would think yeah. so. And I thought everything else was kind of so so. You know, I thought Tag Turmoil stuff was really good. Drew Sheamus, really good. Like they built up the Charlotte Nia Jax match as a thing. And then Shayna decides to cost Nia her match now. Yeah, because of what happened last week. I, yeah. I understand the motivation. It felt like a bit of a letdown after all the, you know, I granted, I, I know it was just a one week build. But given what happened last week, the talk that was going around about how they were you know, like shooting on each other and stuff, it just kind of felt like it petered out a little bit. Yeah, because then they just moved right on to Charlotte Alexa Bliss. I don't disagree yeah. with you. I thought they could have done a lot more of the fact that Nia Bliss obliterated Charlotte last week with that uh, mm-hmm. with that thing. I do think I will say this, though. Looking at Raw, I think there's plenty of people doing entertaining stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, RK bro. Randy Orton looks like he's having a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. Riddle was obviously just trying to make him laugh last night. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. New Day's doing really good stuff, which Heck is incredible yeah. given that they've been around for God, how many years now? They're still being very entertaining. There's a lot of entertaining stuff. Even Morrison's entertaining. Um, but uh, the only person they do- stick him with Karrion Cross, who was like the opposite. The way <laughs> they're booking him is the opposite of entertaining right now. <laughs> the opposite of interesting, entertaining, anything. The only person do that did that did anything of interest to me, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting was Charlotte. When she was acting like it was kind of a shoot situation, when she got out of the ring and started crotch chopping and was like, give my title, I'm out of here, this sucks. And she started like yelling at, at fans. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's like actually interesting. I thought that it was like, I don't know. It seemed like, she was just doing something that nobody else was doing, you know? And it, it was a mere moment. It wasn't very long, but it was sort of Charlotte being like, she can work a crowd. And I just feel like she's, I don't know. She's just, she's just working the crowds a lot better than anybody mm-hmm. else is these days, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Going out there, she was just walking around crowd shopping. Yeah. I, know. I was like, that's different. That's cool. That's like unpredictable. There is yeah. an element of Charlotte that's just sort of unpredictable these days, and I really dig it. And it goes back to, yeah, last week when her and I just started going off, and I thought it was smart to put them back in the ring together. And uh, and I thought that their interaction was pretty cool. And like you said, it just didn't amount to anything because Shayna got involved and then the thing happened. So Natural it was, selection it was, it was weird because Shayna, at the beginning of the match, you know, did the, the, the reverse of what Nia did what, a week or two ago, which is... Hey, my tag partner can't do can't can't win this match. Essentially, mm-hmm. get that. But then, when Charlotte's trying to leave the ringside area, who steps up to her? Shayna. Mm-hmm. Now, is Shayna doing that because she wants to be next in line, or was she doing that so the match actually happened, so that Nia could lose to prove her point? You know, it's it's, and then she cost Nia the match, and that seems like that's that with with Nia and Charlotte. When this seemed like there was more story potentially tell there. Yeah, they're that honestly, like, why did they not go Charlotte and I at Extreme Rules? I like, know. Well, he mean like a couple weeks ago, it was a killer Bliss. store. That's a killer match right there. I know. Uh, you put a stipulation on it, you know, and you, obviously you kayfabe it. You do like a knockout or submission type match, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do something interesting with it, Extreme Rules. Yeah, right. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, they had a uh, Bliss kind of, you know, confront Charlotte a little bit. And then they have this two week Nia story mm-hmm. for some reason, and they go right back to Bliss. 
I feel like you have some really great elements because they're all great in their own way. They really are. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not huge mm -hmm. on Alexa doing the supernatural stuff, but when she wrestles, she's actually a fun wrestler. She's kind of an underrated wrestler. Yeah. Um, I know people look, I know people crap on Nia's wrestling skills when she keeps it simple and it's just a powerhouse. I really enjoy her. And then you add this other element of her and Charlotte going off on each other. I kind of find that interesting. I really do. You know, and then Shayna and Nia book them in a fatal four way for extreme rules, you mm -hmm. know, learn how to weave your stories. WWE's done this before. They've been able to weave stories before. Well, that's why the tag team turmoil thing was so good. Because they're kind of doing that, right? They're kind of weaving stories and in the process, really elevating the tag division, which mm -hmm. desperately needs it, you know, because yeah. tag team wrestling. I know how WWE constructs their tag matches can at times be a bit formulaic with, you know, the heels isolating one member of the face team, getting heat, hot tags, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But tag team wrestling, when done right, is really good, as we see in AEW in, in terms of, of telling stories of interpersonal dynamics. Yeah. Which is a lot of what, especially when it, you know, like the Mansoor Ali stuff, that's what that is all about. It's really good. Yeah. And they're really good with it. And that's why it really works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same with RK Bro. Mm -hmm. They're really yeah. good. They understand the relationship as characters and they really know how to, how to, how to portray that. And it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, I feel like Raw is like, I don't know. They have the characters. They've got the production. Just it's the creative. They, it need, really to, they is. need to get. They need to get some stories that are more than just performers go out there and be entertaining because they do that. They are. I know. Like in an, they rely. In, they take for granted the the talents of their performers. They, they really do. do. Yeah. They really um, take it for granted. So yeah, let's just hop into it. So uh, it had kind of a cool way of opening the show with. Uh, it was different. A series of it was. I like. You know what, man? I, I'm hoping. That they just uh, said, "Hey, you guys have 15 seconds. Go." You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just just roll with it. So you had uh, all the participants of the tag team turmoil. I think, I think I was more surprised by the push slides they used to to transition. I was like, "That's what we do here at Going In Raw. We, we do, the do push, push slides. slides for our ad reads." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It was kind of funny. Like you think they'd have some graphic, but no, it's just next one. Joker slide. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he had New Day, War Raider, or Viking Raiders, Ali and Mansoor, Lucha House Party, T Bar and Mace, Jinder and Veer, AJ and Amos. They all quick they all cut quick promos to the camera in advance of tag team turmoil. None of them really said anything of, of note. Uh so we'll just, you know, not recap all of them. Yeah, it was just hyping up the match and mm -hmm. then you get a little bit of the interpersonal stuff a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh RK then Bro. RK Bro come out, yeah. Open uh, the show. Says, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Orton says last week on Raw, Lashley MVP tried to take the tiles and failed miserably. He knows the reason why. Quite simply, Lashley is a greedy SOB. Tonight, they're going to look at the other teams on Raw and see which team deserves to be next in line to be beaten by them. Riddle says, yeah, tonight's going to be sick. He starts hyping up the other team. Other teams talks about Lucha House Party pitches that they get snake and horse masks. Uh, so maybe we'll get sweet jackets like Ali and Mansoor. So maybe they go on a raid to drink some ale. He asks uh, Randy if he likes ale. And he says, I love ale, especially when I get the munchies. Orton's Speaking like, of munchies. Orton's yeah. like, be careful with where you're going there. This, exactly. this entire thing, and I know you'll get to the, the last bit. This entire thing was basically them just saying, Riddle, go out there and see if you can crack Orton. Yeah, because eventually he did. What what was the last thing he said to break Orton? He was talking about, you know, speaking of munchies, I'm hoping the New Day brings out some pancakes. Ah! <laughs> And Orton laughed at that one. Yeah. And then yeah. they they hit the music for uh 
let's oh yeah Lashley, Lashley and MVP yeah. so they interrupt MVP tells Riddle to shut up the WWE universe loses IQ points every second he talks so instead of worrying about tag team turmoil he needs to worry about Randy Orton and Lashley Lashley says you know man instead of hitting me from behind face me one on one so I can put you in the hurt lock Orton says well if that's a challenge that sounds interesting it was a couple weeks ago when I saw you dominating and I realized it's been like 10 15 years since we've gone one on one Got me thinking I'll accept your challenge on one condition. When we fight, you put that title on the line. So MVP says, yeah, when when Lashley hits you out of nowhere, it'll be for the title at Extreme Rules. Lashley says, hold on a second. We're going to go talk to Sonya and Pierce and get ourselves in this tag team turmoil because, yes, I do want to be a double champion. And uh, and so I'm going to get us in this match. And then the New Day come out, and just as Xavier Woods had uh, Scott Hall Razor Ramon gear on. Kofi Kingston comes out in Kevin Nash gear, and it is beautiful, and apparently Nash shouted him out on Twitter for this. Uh, Yeah, that was beautiful gear from the New Day. Yeah. Uh, Kofi tells Lashley, hey, you might want to talk to Sonya and Pierce as soon as possible because they're about to kick off the tag team turmoil match right now, and uh, Wood says they'll have to beat the odds starting first. It's not the first time they've done that, like when he beat the odds in pinning Bob Lashley. Mm-hmm. And MVP mm-hmm. gives him crap about that, and they'll say, well, we'll do it again. We'll move on, win this, become tag champions. And so they kicked off tag team turmoil with against the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, this is a cool bit when uh, Kofi hit a trust fall into the radars. Raiders, radars, Raiders. Uh, <laughs> but they just throw him into Xavier Woods, who's like no. running around the corner. We go to commercial. Kofi ends up hitting Trouble in Paradise on Hanson, I believe. And then Woods oh, rolls up Roe for the win. Right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. After after uh escaping Roe is experience. Eric, right? And Ivar yes. is Hansen. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Uh next opponents for New Day are Jinder Mahal and Veer. So the New Day lay out Jinder and Veer while they're making their entrance. Uh Woods hits uh Jinder with a fun splash off the top, gets a two. Jinder then turns the tables after that. Eventually, though. New Day hit a, a backbreaker top rope double stomp combo on Jinder for the win. And so Lucha House Party come out next. New Day try to do the the attack before they make their way to the ring. This time, Lucha House Party fends it off, hits them with moonsaults off the apron. There was a couple instances like this where that was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it happened again after New Day beat Mason T-Bar when they finally resumed things later on. So uh, New Day. So Lucha House Party has the advantage after that for a while. Uh, New Day. Mounts a comeback. Lindsay ends it with double handspring stunners. That gets uh, him a two. Uh, Lucha House Party hit a trio of moonsaults on wood. Kofi breaks up that pin. Uh, Lucha House Party sends Kofi out of the ring looking for a double team move. And as Lindsay is running the rope, Kofi trips him up. And then Woods rolls through on Grand Metalik for like a wheelbarrow type slam type thing. It was yeah, crazy. yeah. I don't know what to call that. I, 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 I don't know either. Yeah. I just put a you thing. Woods hits a thing on Metalik. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Lindsay's planking pin. <laughs> yeah, I love when he just, does that. He just I love when he does that. Him. That was pretty funny. We don't see Lucha House Party enough, man. They're really great. They are great. Uh, then we get New Day versus Mason T-Bar. So uh, Mason <laughs> T-Bar in control early. Woods is isolated. He's getting his lower back worked over he like is getting, basically the entire night. They're selling They're selling these matches just wonderfully. Like yeah. By the end, you're, you're just sitting there. When a Moss later on was standing pushing down on Woods' lower back, and he was just screaming in agony. Oh, my gosh. So eventually Woods hits a a gut kick to Mace. Rather than Mace going after Woods, 
He goes and knocks Kofi off the apron, so Woods can't get the tag, and then Dijak goes down to the floor, sorry, T-Bar, and pushes Kofi against the barricade. However, uh, T-Bar gets the tag in. He's going for a feast your eyes. Uh, Xavier Woods catches a knee and then rolls up Dijak to get the win, and afterwards, Mace and T-Bar... <sighs> completely obliterate the New Day. They just completely annihilate them. And then also, uh, so Mansoor and Ali come out, and and Mansoor is like, well, they're the New Day are getting attacked. They're they're getting injured. And Ali's like, let it happen. Yeah. That benefits us. Yeah. Don't go in there. All right, man. Don't go in there. We're going out there. We've got the New Day up next. You and me, Steven Larson. Jack and Mace are out there. Dio. They're mm-hmm. out there wrecking the New Day. What do you do? I mean, if, if we, if, I'm a huge New Day fan. Yes, they're great. Okay, we know this. We know this. And and the fan in me would be heartbroken to see that happen. Sure. However, the competitor in me would be right. like, until the bell rings, not my business. My name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. Right? My name's Paul. That's between y'all. I agree with you. We both just hang back, let it happen. Get some go good fan. Hey, can I get some popcorn? Well, I wouldn't go that far. I'd be like, come on, come on. Let's wrap it up already. Because part of me would be eager to get in there and get the match going. But also be like, I understand this beatdown is going to happen. Don't yeah. prolong it any longer than it has to. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm, I'm not getting paid by the hour. I'm going to get paid the same amount whether you guys beat the crap out of them for an hour or not. So just do your thing. I'm all good. Sorry, guys. So, you know, maybe yeah. I won't get on up, up, down, down. But, you know. It is what it is. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, Mansoor goes in there to try to make the save. Ali's like, oh. Then Mansoor gets caught up in it. So, Ali tries to help his partner because he's like, that's not going to help us at all. Uh, but he gets taken out by Mason T-Bar, too. And on the outside, they just wreck these guys some more against the post with some steel steps. And Mason T-Bar just taking their time with us. They're just like, yeah, this ain't finishing up anytime soon. Here's some steel steps over here. They're just very methodically destroying these guys. Uh, and then they toss Woods back first into the ring post on their way, finally out of there, and he is just completely broken. They basically did his fin- their finish to Woods on the ring post. Yeah. And the smack of him hitting the, the, it was the LED on the ring post was super loud. It was gnarly. So they, yeah. so they go to commercial, they come back, and during the commercial break, Sonia and Pierce are out there while or- order is trying to be restored. And Sonia says, all right, we're going to give... New Day and Mansoor and Ali some time to regroup. This match will continue later on, mm-hmm. which I actually kind of liked because it meant this was probably going to be the main event. And it meant the whole you know last half hour or so of the show was going to be focused on in-ring stuff and not too much talking, which gets and me excited. This was, I think, about an hour. The The yeah. entirety of what we just talked about was the entire first hour. Yeah. And they started the they resumed it at about the half hour until yep. the yep. end of the show mark. Um, yep. so yeah, at that point you just had an hour and a half. Yes, that's math. That's correct math right there. Of mostly really good wrestling. There was that of, talking stuff yeah. in the beginning. Otherwise good wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that kicked off with Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. We've seen these guys go at it uh, a million times and they always change it up a little bit. I, there was like a moment where Drew hits a, a white noise on, uh, mm-hmm. on, on Sheamus, which mm-hmm. was a cool moment. Um, and, uh, and in the end though, uh, he gets uh, he gets rolled up. But so basically, Drew grabs the mask off of Sheamus, loads up a claymore. Sheamus evades, rolls him up, grabs the trunks, but still get the ref doesn't see. Gets the win, mm-hmm. and Drew is just so disappointed in himself. He's like, "Damn it!" And he grabs the mask because he had taken it from Sheamus, 
And I thought, I honestly, because I'm pretty sure Drew is going to end up heading to, to SmackDown yeah. and these guys are going to go away, I honestly thought Drew was just going to be like, hey, man, you caught me. You got me and you got the better of me. <laughs> He'd hug him or something. He slapped up. He slapped his head with that mask and then claimed oh, that was such a loud smack. That was so loud. Oh, my God. But I like that. You know what, man? I like when the baby faces are, are not pushovers. Yes. Um, so he was pissed off and people love the Claymore. They love the countdown thing. Uh, yep. So, yeah, that, that was good. Uh, afterwards, Damian Priest, he was watching everything backstage. And then Kevin Patrick rolls up to him for an interview. Uh, Priest says, I've seen a ton of matches, even more fights in that match there. That was a fight. He says, that's why I like squaring up with these dudes. They can go. And he says, extreme rules. Uh, he expects no less from Sheamus. Uh, results going to be the same. Sheamus going to be beat down, except the only difference is he's going to hear and still United States champion Damian Priest. You know, they had Priest basically wholesale change his promo since he got to main roster. He's so genuine. He's still not smooth at all on the mic. I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do like a year from now because he does have a very genuine, relatable personality, you know? Yeah. And he and is. I feel like when he says stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's just got a lot of charisma. Yeah. He does. And I feel like, I don't know if this is something that's scripted or something that he's putting in. Just him being casual. Calling yeah, Kevin right. Patrick dude. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah, dudes, yeah. you know, yeah. they know they, they know how to fight. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like he's speaking with his own voice, you know, yeah, yeah. as opposed to so many other uh, performers who have their their promos written for them and just probably given to him 10 minutes before they have to do it. You know, it is kind of corny that he has. He's he's named his fan base the agents of infamy. It doesn't yeah. really roll off the tongue. That it doesn't one, does at it? all. No, not at all. <laughs> My age agents of infamy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Rhea and Nikki A.S.H. interview. Um, so Rhea says after debuting on Raw, she had one gold beat champ. But after seeing Nikki fight, what she has fought through, she believes they have a lot in common. And Nikki says, yeah, I still want to be champ, but she doesn't think they should fly. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To any conclusions? Says they don't have much in common, but they're working on it. And they're getting there. So the storyline is a combination of well, it's pretty much can they coexist? I think they saw what happened with Riddle and Orton and think, let's try to do that here. That's what it feels like. It's hard to argue that point. Um, I f- so anyways, Rhea says... Well, well, if this well, does- here, here's the thing. I feel like their characters are getting in the way. I think that Rhea and Nikki could probably have really good on-screen chemistry when it comes to like because interviews you, and stuff. Because you see a little bit of it. I you thought see. the end bit was Go decent. Ahead. Yeah. So like here, I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up and we can talk about. It. Rhea says, "Hey, if this does work, and they beat the tag champs, maybe we'll have some gold in common." And then you hear Nis- Nikki whisper something to her. I couldn't really make out what it was, and Rhea lets out a heavy sigh. <sighs> and maybe it's time to unleash Super. And then Nikki interjects and goes brutality yeah 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 like i thought yeah. that was pretty well done you're i don't disagree you're right Rhea seems to have a hard time getting in her dialogue and maintaining character because she's obviously supposed to be something that isn't entirely her and she has to read dialogue and i feel like you can have one or you can have the other but you can't have them both yeah. and that awkwardness general awkwardness just doesn't fit with also having to play this character read this dialogue 
and be a reluctant partner to somebody who I think she probably genuinely likes because yep. everybody seems to like Nikki and Rhea seems like yeah. a lovely person. Yeah. And so there's just too much going on for it to work, but maybe it's a matter of reps because I, I like them together. I think they do have an interesting thing, but you're totally right. It's just, oh, well, the riddle RK, uh, RK bro thing is working. Let's do it with these two also, even though they probably should be telling like a real story here. Um, yeah, and this, be, another aspect of this is this feels like a story that should have been told before Nikki wins the title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, no, dude, no, they've got they had an opportunity with Nikki. Now you now you just have a superhero gimmick with nothing to go with. You know, know it's, there's no I story, know. there's no uh, character progression. It's just you got a gimmick, and thank yeah. goodness the person within that gimmick is Again, hugely charismatic. Taking for granted the talents of the performer. And using that instead of actually telling a story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so before we get to that match, we have a Charlotte interview uh, where she says, you know, last week Nia said she was going to splatter me all over the ring. She didn't finish that job. She says, I'm here. I'm back looking better than ever. She says she's not like most women, but I'm one of a kind. And uh, instead of uh, that crown, she's going to shove up my ass. Uh, I'm going to beat her over the head with it or something like that. Even she knows that this is all just like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she'd, she'd rather be like just crotch dropping. <laughs> I know, I know. So we had uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. versus Natalia and Tamina. Was this declared a championship contender match? I don't believe so. No, nobody right. said anything about that. But also, you know, I just sort of fast forward as to where I get to the action. So it's very you know, like, possible I missed it's it. De facto, probably a championship contender match. You know, I know Shotzi and Tegan Knox have won like three of those over on SmackDown. Apparently, they don't care about that on Raw. I don't know because why they're. I, I I do not. Oh, Dan says it was on the graphic here in chat. All right, there we go then. Really? Why is it Tamina and Natalia? They just lose the like. They're the tag team champions. Have they have they won a match since they won the titles? Yeah, they have. They've actually right. they, they they've won. I looked up the record last night. I was like, I really want to know what their record is, and they actually do have a fairly impressive win loss record since they since they won the titles. I think I'll go back and check. If you want to talk about this match at all, go sure, ahead. sure. So uh, early on, uh, Natalia's looking for a sharpshooter on Nikki. Nikki boots her off. She's going for the tag to Rhea. Uh, Rhea gets in. She goes on a run. Hits uh, uh, Natalia with a Northern Light suplex. Gets two. Nikki gets tagged back in. She hits uh, Natalia with a top rope fun splash. Tamina breaks up that pin. Rhea boots Tamina from the ring. Natalia then hits Rhea with a German suplex. Uh, Nikki's looking for a tornado DT on Natalia. Natalia blocks it. Instead, hits a discus lariat. In the process of that, kind of Nikki falls back in her corner. Rhea tags herself in. Natalia doesn't see it though, so she's looking to put a sharpshooter on Nikki. Instead, Rhea sneaks up behind, hits Riptide to get the win. So since their title win, not including that, since that win, they have gone in matches that, inc- not including Money in the Bank, but in matches that include them as either a team, singles, or trios uh, with, like, random people. Like, at one point, they and Charlotte Flair took on Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Uh, they're nine and six. Um, right. Just the two of them. So, obviously, they've dropped their last two. So it was uh, the Raw Championship Contender match, the SmackDown Championship Contender match. Before that, they beat uh, Dewdrop and Eva Marie. They beat okay. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler That's twice right. in a row. Yeah, I remember that. Sorry, yeah. three times in a row. Um, they lost the two to to Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Uh, Natalia lost one to Rhea Ripley. 
she beat Mandy Rose and well, they just, just tag matches. Just, you know, just tag matches. So since the title change, they beat uh, they've, they've gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins, right. seven wins and at least one, three two, three, four losses. All right. Seven and four. All right. Yeah. Which you're the tag team record. champions. You, you, they do have a winning record. They have that. Yeah. So it still I seems mean, like they're losing an awfully lot for champions. They're champions. They're champions. They should be winning way more than they're losing. Yeah. Way more. Uh, oh, gosh. Then we had Moist TV with Karrion Cross. John Morrison tries. He might. might. He's trying to be entertaining. This this dialogue they're giving Karrion Cross is so generic. It's so bad. It's, it's bad. It's not good at all. He says so... Uh, he says, uh, uh, you know, Morrison's doing a bunch of his uh, water puns, and uh, he says, could you describe yourself? Who who, who, how could you describe yourself? Could you describe yourself? He says, what makes you tick? Yeah, what, make you, what makes you tick? He says, uh, well, Morrison, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Uh, I guess I could describe He sounds like he's on a dating game. I could describe myself as a guy who wants to make people's worst dreams come true. Uh, here you 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 pick this up because I, I did right. the bare bones here, but I, I feel right. like so, you have uh, more. So Morrison asked Cross, "What are you going to do next?" You plan? He says, "I plan on making you suffer." Yeah, awkward. And then yeah, Morrison says, "Well, the locker room knows if you threaten me, you get moistened up by a drip stick. So what's next for U.S. title, WWE title?" Uh, Cross says, "I'll do all those right after I eliminate you out of existence." Yeah, Morrison's kind of laughing him off too because he's yeah. like he's like, "Look, buddy." I've been in the ring with all sorts of scary people. The Undertaker, Kane, DX, the best members. He says, you don't scare me. <laughs> and and then Cross cuts him off says, you ask for answers. And you're going to get them in the ring when I teach teach you to fall and pray. It's not. He's not intimidating. He's just. He's not very intimidating. You'd think he would be. He's huge. He's got a great voice. He's just corny. And it doesn't like more. You think more's like who are they going to put against him? You should be scared of the guy. Morrison's yeah, like laughing him off. And then even during the match, was the match next? No, yeah, it wasn't. Was it? Was it? it was. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Even during the match, Morrison instead of like being freaked out about the guy, he hits him with a drip stick. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which causes Cross to boot him, throws him a great bump. He does this thing where he basically throws him over the corner ring post from the almost inside like, of the outside. It's almost like a belly to back out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was That's pretty crazy. gnarly. He brings Morrison back back in and uh, puts the cross jacket on for the win. But it's like for you to go and grab a drip stick and hit the guy in the face with it, you're not really taking him all that seriously. He kind of looks like an asshole when you get hit in the face with a bunch of water. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, yeah. So after that, we had a Nia Jackson interview. She says, I don't want to waste my breath talking about Charlotte. But everything she said was obviously a defense mechanism. She freaked out last week because no one has physically overpowered her the way that, that Nia had. So it says whether Charlotte wants to admit it or not. Uh, Naya says, I did splatter her. Charlotte sa- She says Charlotte better get used to losing because tonight she's going to finish what she started and walk out Raw Women's Champion. I agree with Concert Crap here. He says Cross is a splash hole. Um, so uh, we get that match next, and it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird match. So yes. Shayna gets up on the apron and does the same thing Naya did last week, where mm-hmm. in, in advance of Shayna's match, she gets up on there and says, hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna splatter you, you, and uh, and and Charlotte later on, and says my there's no way my partner can win this, right? Yeah, Shayna says that. So there's no way. She's like she's probably gonna choke, and I was like, what? 
Um, so anyways, uh, Charlotte and Nia start John back and forth. Uh, Charlotte's yelling at Nia about like pulling her hair. Um, it was like as after like a hockey fight though, because they're all just like yeah, they get yeah, yeah, stuff. right, right. And so uh, Nia steps to her, and Charlotte, you know, dips out and leaves. That's when she starts doing the crotch chopping thing, and uh, she grabs. I think she grabs her title, mm-hmm. and Shayna gets in her face, and yeah. then Nia pulls Charlotte back in. And uh, so they go at it. And I'll be honest, like, no, I, I, I kind of remember this now. I kind of like this because, like, the match is really physical. And even Graves says this is not a very pretty match. But, man, they're really going at it. So, yeah, they're trying to replicate sort of a shoot style, really sort of yeah. physical type yeah. match. Uh, Charlotte hits a moonsault to the outside uh, on Denia. Uh Shayna runs up at Charlotte to try to punch her. Charlotte evades and Sh- Shayna almost punches Nia. And they awkwardly stand there for a spell. Um, so they go, she gets back in, they start going on it more. Uh, this finish sees Naya has Charlotte up on top. She's going to do something to her. And Shayna gets up on the apron to talk some shit. Naya gets distracted by that. Charlotte comes, uh, comes to hits natural selection from the top to get the win there. Um, did they show much? The next thing I have is, is the Alexa bliss stuff. Did they show what happened to Naya and Shayna after that? Did so they have words? Shayna walks like the, through the timekeeper area. Mm-hmm. And then Nia just kind of, uh, you know, like processes things a little bit and then kind of follows her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. But then, yeah, Alexa shows up with the Tron. She's like, now that you're done fighting Charlotte, it's time for some fun. Come on to the playground mm-hmm. and bring one of your robes because re- uh, Lily really wants to try one on. Yeah. And then Charlotte says, of course, Lily as a fan isn't that cute, except the queen doesn't do cute. She's not interested in playing mind games and she's not coming to the playground. Bliss says, well, that's too bad. Lily has a lot of pent up energy. Charlotte, do you know what it's like being cooped up with an out-of-control lunatic? Of course you do. You're a flare. Oof, that was a good line. Um, she says uh, if she's not going to come to them, they'll just have to bring the playground to her. Lights come down, back up. Alexa's in the ring. Charlotte says, obviously, Bliss, you want something. What is it? Alexa just points to the Raw Women's title. Charlotte asks, oh, you want a title match? That's fine. But this isn't your playground. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like Charlotte. Like she's again, she's not given the best creative to work with, but she really does make the most of everything she does, and she mm-hmm. does have sort of an uh, like I like I mentioned at the head of the show, a bit of an unpredictable feel to her, and I like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, after that, I could have done without any of this stuff. We had a twenty four seven title match: Reggie versus Tazawa. It's like maybe two minutes long. Reggie evades a bunch of Tazawa stuff. He gets this the flipping sitting senton thing on him. For it was the super win. quick. The match was so fast. It was really fast. It was like maybe three moves from Tazawa attempted, and then Reggie got that thing. Um, Truth comes running in. Reggie evades him, and then you got to listen to these names: Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, Shelton Shelton Benjamin, Jeff Hardy who was trending because of this. And, of course, Drew Gulak. Riker, <laughs> who, look. <laughs> sorry. That was my dog. She is behind me. I'm not a fan of his. That being said, it illustrates what we're talking about with WWE. The guy was featured not that long ago. And him being in the 24-7 division has nothing to do with, like, it's just... They feature people. They like people. What if I was like a dude who was like, hey, I like this Riker guy. He's got a good look. He He's very intense. 
What if I didn't know anything about him? I was like, oh, I'm all on board this Riker guy. He's got it. He does have a good look. What if I was into him and all of a sudden I see him out there for the 24-7 stuff? It's it like, would be pretty deflating. It'd be pretty. It's like, why am I watching this? He's going after the crap title that Reggie has. And no offense to Reggie, but it's like, I like wrestlers, man. I like wrestlers. I'm sort well, of I think over the, this stuff. The stuff with Reggie I'd still be into if it was progressing. It's just the yeah. same thing over and over. It's the same you know? thing. And then you've got these guys who have put, like, in some cases, decades of, like, work well, it's, into it's their It's deflating craft. to see. Like, there was that, that, that period where Shelton Benjamin won the 24-7 title when he was in Hurt Business. And it felt like, oh, they got to actually try to make the 24-7 title something, you know? Him having that belt in the Hurt Business elevated the 24-7 title for a spell. It did. Now it's back to just being a comedy title. And when you got names like him, like Cedric, like Jeff Hardy chasing after that belt, it's deflating. It is. It's totally deflating. Like I generally don't like sitting here and, and like fantasy booking. That's kind of not what we do. Like we do that sometimes. Fantasy booking our whole time. Um, but why <sighs> the hurt business right now could be Lashley MVP, Cedric Shelton. What if they had added Keith Lee? You know, to be like Pretty the cool. mid, the mid card guy, but then he starts to get beat. He's too big for the mid card. And he starts to look at Lashley's. It's, it's like evolution. It's the evolution story. Right. It's just it's just there for you. It's just there like you could have done it. And it's like, wow, that's a faction right there. That's some intrigue. I know. But then you, but, know. they don't do it. So after so after Reggie evades everybody, he's standing up on the ramp. And then Drake Maverick <gasps> walks up behind him. What? Wow. And then so Truth runs up, tries to hit Reggie, I think, with a, a clothesline. Reggie ducks. And then uh, Truth sees Drake. And he's, he's all, what are you doing here? Go back home to your wife. This is my ship. While wow. Reggie is, is just able just to walk backstage. You see him behind you just yeah. walk backstage. What, what is this about? What you're adding intrigue to the 24-7 division by adding Drake Maverick? You think, hey, you think he's regretting doing that crying promo? <laughs> On Twitter, <laughs> he lost his lost. He lost his story in NXT when they released Demo. I know. Then he was saddled. What was that dude's name? Last week, Grayson Waller. Yeah, who I'm sure is nice and everything, but Drake looks deflated. Even when he came out last night, like he was in like a three, like a, a suit, and yeah, the uh, vest and the shirt and the slacks. Yeah. yeah, all that. Yeah, and he had like a serious look on his face, and I'm like, you're in the wrong place for serious. This is the 24-7 division. This is mm-hmm. clown clown period of time. Anyways, after that, we had uh, more talking. Your favorite thing, do yeah. drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about Eva Marie saying, uh, explaining what happened last week when she didn't actually See, have this is a promo that could have been done in about 30 seconds and it lasted two minutes. Yeah, she could have said, uh, Eva Marie has a history of running for matches, so I decided to take advantage of the fact that she was in the ring. Next week, we're going to have a match. I did like they offered an explanation why she right even Marie before the match. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. because it was confusing as all get out last. It just you I didn't need the explanation. You didn't need three minutes to do it. Um, no. So uh, she says she capitalized on her being in the ring for once, and I do dropped her. She says, but I'm not finished with her just yet, so I'm challenging her to a rematch next week. And if you thought that beat down what you saw last week is brutal, next week it'll be worse. She tormented me for months. Uh, talking about the evolution, but it's time to usher in a new era, the dew drop illusion, which admittedly does not roll off the tongue very well. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, then tag team turmoil resumed. 
uh, New Day versus uh, Mansoor in Ali. So uh, towards the end, Mansoor has uh, Woods in the electric chair position. Ali goes up top, hits a move off there. Woods escapes and pushes Mansoor into Ali. And then Kofi runs in and stands on Mansoor's back, hits a superplex off there. Moves mm-hmm. green. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Woods uh, is trying to lift up uh, Mansoor. His back gives out. So Mansoor rolls him up. That gets him to two. Mansoor tries uh, to work the lower back. The ref is telling him to back off so he can check on him. And Ali's yelling at Mansoor, get on him, mm-hmm. attack, mm-hmm. work the back. And then Mansoor's like, well, he could be hurt. And Ali says, come over here, tags himself in, starts kicking Woods in the back. Uh, Woods gets a shot in on Ali, tags in Kofi. Kofi's looking for trouble in paradise. Instead, he runs into a super kick. Ali goes up top, goes for a 450, uh, misses. Uh, Kofi hits trouble in paradise. Woods follows with a top rope elbow. To get the win, they advance. Their next opponents are AJ Styles and Amos. All right, so let's rewind a little bit. New situation. You're in there with Woods. You're doing great. His back is just trashed, right? You're working him. Ref pulls you away to check on Woods. Do you continue the attack? Or do you allow the ref to eat up precious moments where you could be winning this match? What you should do is you should try your best to work the back until the ref tells you to stop. Because once the ref tells you to stop, you need to listen. Otherwise, you're risking disqualification and you won't advance. Okay, but then do you, like at that point, do you try to appeal to the ref? Say, look, if he can't go, he can't go. If he can't go, this match needs to be ruled in our favor, sir. Totally. Sir. Totally. 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 Yeah, man. You're right. Rest DQ otherwise. Uh, AJ and Amos versus New Day. Uh, this sort of plays out like a bit of a typical AJ and Amos match, but like, this is great because that that bit where Amos was standing on Woods' back, Xavier Woods was selling that like it was he was being murdered, like it was sitting armed with those scissors. Man, this was man, this is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Woods obviously is getting isolated here. They're working his back. He's getting destroyed. Kofi tags in, comes off the top, and just gets chopped down to hell. Oh, that was great. Out of the ring by Amos. AJ Styles ends up hitting a Styles clash on Kofi to get the win for them. Uh, And then we got Lashley and MVP. Um, There was a really great moment where Lashley tags in to face off against Amos. And the crowd is really eating this up. And it is a really cool moment because Amos is a destroyer. And Lashley is, for once, at least height-wise, undersized against Amos. And so Amos uh, offers up a feat of strength. Oh, that was great. Uh, and uh, and Lashley takes him up on it, and they're going back and forth, and the crowd's cheering for Bobby. It's really cool stuff. It is cool. It is really cool. He can't really win the feat of strength, so he starts kicking at Amos, backs him up, goes for a suplex, can't hit it. I was looking. I wanted to see if he was going to try to jackhammer him. Uh, Amos counters with uh, uh, getting him up in a suplex position, slams him back down on his face, then boots him over the top in front of Randy. AJ comes running up. Uh, as Randy and uh, AJ, no, uh, Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. are, like are jawing at each other. Yeah. AJ comes comes running up, takes them both out. Riddle yells at AJ. Amos comes over, takes him out, throws him to the barricade. Uh, AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm on Lashley. He evades, hits a spear. Lashley and MVP win. So is Lashley going to become a double champion? I doubt it. I doubt I it, think too. You know yeah. One thing you notice about this match is that MVP, I don't think, ever got tagged in. The one action he saw, uh, uh, AJ hits him with an insecurity on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're really going to go with, maybe go with the story of, like, Lashley will be in the ring and dominate, but he'll be forced to tag an MVP 
MVP will take the loss probably again. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, this is all a story to, to hype up Orton and Lashley for the title at, uh, at extreme rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I believe MVP was in, uh, was in his hometown, wasn't he? Is he from Miami? I think there were MVP chance. And I thought I remember commentary saying something about him being from there. Okay. Maggie says he was. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so they had oh, his yeah. they had his team at least go over, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know. They it wouldn't shock me if they did like a quick switcheroo, like just to have Lashley be a double champion, and then maybe on Raw you give him back over. Probably not, but that'd be kind of cool. Because the match is happening next week on Raw. The tag title match is right. That's happening on Raw. Okay. Yeah, next week probably yeah. right. And then yeah. the title match is on Extreme Extreme Rules. Maybe they'll make if if if. Lashley and MVP do win the tag titles, maybe then they'll have the match extreme rules for everything. That could be. Norton will win that. That could be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Yeah. And then after the match, Amos hits his finish on Lashley. Randy hits Lashley with another RKO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, Let's go ahead and answer a couple of questions here. If you're in the Twitch chat, go ahead and highlight your message, and uh, and, uh, we'll see if we can go about reading it. We do have Uh, a new... A new, just real quick, a couple of new patrons: Craig Karst, Zach Spoonamore, and Connor O'Neill. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you so for much. Your support. Uh, Will Terminator with the sub. It says Larson. Have you seen the new Mastodon album tease leak? If so, what are your thoughts? Have not. I will check that out when we're done. Uh, Jorge D says after hearing Steve's review about the disappointing Shakaroni, <laughs> WWE decided to make their own wrestler theme pizza to compete. Because they think Shaq is an AEW wrestler, mm, yeah. which WWE wrestler should have their own theme pizza? What's the gimmick, and what's on the pizza? Have the New Day ever broached the topic of pizza, their pizzas of choice, on the their podcast? Like, if somebody were to ask New Day, put together your perfect collaborative pizza. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Happy Corbin. Should do like a, a, a deluxe, super expensive pizza. That's good. I like it. Happy pizza. I like it. Uh, let's see here. Um, Eddie. Oh, okay, here we go. Eddie Brock's Venom. Can you predict what matches at Extreme Rules will get a stipulation and who will it be? So I think we know that Priest is taking on Sheamus at Extreme Rules, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I don't know. Um, because it's uh, is there is there anything that can for Sheamus and Priest? Is there anything that can uh, sort of even the odds with Sheamus's mask? Besides just taking it off, in which case he freaks out. Oh, tables, maybe tables, ladders, or could chairs. they just do uh, Sheamus's face mask on a pole match? Oh, there you go. That's a good and one. And that way, if Priest gets it, he can use it. There you go. That's good. Oh, the concert crabs his hair versus mask match, but it's Sheamus's mask. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, and then what other matches are we getting a Roman? Roman, I guess Roman Finn, I would think. Yeah, do we know? I mean, on the Wikipedia page, is there anything else confirmed? We're getting uh, Bianca versus Becky. Oh, yeah. That's happening. That should be 
That should probably just be a straight up wrestling match. Yeah. So announced so far is Becky, Bianca, Damian, Sheamus, Lashley, and Orton, and then Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. You know what? Have every single match being uh, uh, tables, ladders. Well, no, TLC is its own pay per view. It's its own pay per view. Yeah. Okay. Every match is an Extreme Rules match. Then you can do whatever you want. No DQ match. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It's pairing. Let's see here. Uh, Anthony R is pairing Nikki up with Rhea going to help her get over better, or are we just are they just going to drag, or is it just going to drag Rhea down? I think fans will be into it. I think. I wonder if the yeah. the idea is. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I think fans will probably end up being into it. They need to let them loosen up a little bit with their promo stuff. They do. I kind of like again. I think if they had done this whole story with Nikki in a different order, imagine if they had done the idea is, is it culminates Nikki still with the money in the bank briefcase, culminates with her beating Charlotte for the title, and that's the huge mm-hmm. moment, you know. Yeah. And along the way, maybe at Survivor Series, they could have done maybe have the four horsewomen, yeah, you know, have Charlotte, have Becky, have Sasha. I, again, I don't think Bailey's be back in time, but if she were healthy, Bailey all his heels mm-hmm. all together, yeah, taking on a face team of Nikki. Uh, 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 Rhea and and uh, Bianca and somebody else. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like a superhero yeah. team up battle. Yeah. You know, and so you have the th- that story, and then it ultimately leads to superhero being the supervillain. They didn't do that though. So, man, could you imagine they have they got the uh, once Bailey comes back, you got all those horsewomen. If they're all still heels, team up, team up. You have that's again. It's WWE. You have great things. You have yes. great things. Yes. Uh, White Brownie. Should they start booking the King and Queen of the Ring matches now before the draft is next month? They don't know what's happening with the draft, so they they, they can't be booking any tournament matches since they probably have no idea who's moving where in the draft. I think they know one thing: that's Drew going to SmackDown. That's certainty. Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. I don't think Bianca's going to move because I think this Becky thing is going to take a while. I think that's going to yeah. last a while. But you never know. Yeah, the rest of it, they're just going to decide day of. Yeah. Yeah, Dan J says, think Drew moves over to SmackDown during the draft and chases Roman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David Matushek, after last night's Raw, do you think Bruce Pritchard should not run Raw again? I didn't think Raw was terrible. I, I think that I think the bigger problem isn't him running shows. I think it's him having a say in creative when clearly he does not have, I just, I don't know. I don't think that his vision of pro wrestling is, is what appeals to me necessarily. Oh, agreed. hundred percent. Yeah. People don't want, they they don't want, they don't want to know about Kevin Nash. He's diesel. He's an attraction. Yeah. It doesn't seem like his philosophy has evolved since the early nineties. Nope. Nope. Uh, RTG says, I feel like Lashley will be the guy to lift and bump Amos. What move do you think he will use? I think it'll be a one-arm spine buster he does. It should be a stalling suplex because that's more impressive. Jackhammer. 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 He needs to just steal the jackhammer. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Dog authority figure. What are the odds that Lashley loses the title to someone switching shows after the draft slash shakeup? And when does it happen? Uh, I don't know. I cannot tell the future, but uh, I would say I would say Big E would be the most likely if he cashes in on Lashley. That's not a terrible answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. I I would suspect that. 
I don't know. It big if it's going to be somebody from the draft, I could see it being Biggie. Otherwise, I think it's probably going to be <sighs> could be Orton because they want to do Orton Riddle at WrestleMania. Yeah, I was going to say either Orton or Riddle. Orton or Riddle. Yeah. Um Quoth uh, Raven says, "Do you see Vince putting the belt on Amos? Sure, he can't wrestle, but neither could Great Kali. Uh Amos is really has really learned how to work a crowd though. Oh, he's pretty good at working the crowd. I like Amos. I mean, I, I do too. They got I mean, they have to give him some way to be a bit more multidimensional in his wrestling. Mm-hmm. I love Amos. That smile he gets on his face whenever he like, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. I feel like his character work is good. I feel like he knows he's 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 getting really good at working the crowd. Yeah. If he can tighten up his wrestling and, and yeah, add some dimension. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but in a year maybe. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Um White Brownie says the Predator game is free this month on PS4, PS5. Maybe we can add it to the rotation for the 24-hour stream. Uh, that's a possibility. I think the predator game, it's like one where like you are like, you can either be the predator, like one person in your party is the predator. And then everybody else is like, you know, Dutch and the guys or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you have to try they, they did. I think something similar with the Friday, the 13th game. That sounds right. That sounds right. Didn't Garrett's, I think Garrettson worked on both those. I think I it's just so, at that yeah. studio that he's at. Um, yeah. Cause he got, he posted a bunch of pictures on Instagram of him hanging out with Arnold. Mm-hmm. It's like you lucky ducky. Uh, King CTM says I wasn't around long enough to really feel the moment of Hogan joined the NWO. I only know the feeling in hindsight. I feel like Adam Cole to AEW is my. Where were you when this happened? Moment? Do you think Sunday was a moment of that magnitude in wrestling? I can't say for certainty until we see what the fallout is in the years to come. Potential's there though. Yeah, ah. I think there's. A, I think there's a pretty high likelihood that it's it's that kind of moment. Um, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Friendo Club TV members will be back at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for uh, Power for Rank. Rank. Yeah, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about at some point. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>